Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoy the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I hope you are doing really great and enjoying spring. Um, It's a bit cloudy here in Valencia today, but still nice and warm. Um, Okay, now that the weather is out of the way, (laughs) you might remember that a few weeks ago I got a question about why, as a nutritionist, I don't offer often share um, more practical nutrition advice. So in episode number 13, I spoke about why that is. And basically, there are two reasons for that. Uh, number one, there is a ton of practical nutrition of advice available out there. And number two, Knowing is not the same as doing, you know, you can have all the information about optimal choices and you still struggle to put it all into practice. And what I mean by that, you likely know the basics already, but you don't implement them consistently. And there could be many reasons for this. And that's where behavior change, relationship with food, Um, body image, mindfulness and self-awareness come into play. And this is why you'll see more content related to all of those things here than simply nutrition basics. I focus on other things that I think are more helpful when you're trying to make changes to your health habits. But I also recognize that there is this flood of nutrition misinformation and that it is my job as a registered nutritionist to give you some guidance on what is and isn't worth focusing on. So in this episode, I wanted to give you some guidance on what's worth looking at when you're trying to make changes to your nutrition, your health, your self-care habits. So let's get going. Um, I just feel like lately so much nutrition misinformation is shared everywhere that there's no wonder why you might feel confused or overwhelmed. There's one person telling you that you should monitor your blood glucose level levels. Another person is selling you meal replacement shakes, then yet another convincing you that fruit is bad for you, and so on. There are these huge podcasts with with loads of listeners that they, you know, they have these experts on as guests, and some of the information that is being given around nutrition is just awful and wrong. And so if you are confused, it really is no wonder. So I wanted to give you a simple guide, just a few points to think about if you're ready to improve your nutrition and you're not quite sure where to start or what to focus on. 
So the first thing that's worth looking at is your energy balance. This is the balance between the energy we get from food and drinks and the energy we expend by one, simply living and then also by moving, exercising, digesting food. And it's crucial to give your body an adequate amount of energy for optimal functioning. Um, When we match the energy consumed and the energy expended, so getting in the same amount of calories that we burn, we're talking about maintenance calories, which means we will be maintaining our body weight. If we are trying to lose weight, then we'll need to create a negative energy balance. So the calories in will have to be lower than the calories out. And finally, if our goal is weight gain, weight gain, we'll have to ensure that we are getting in more calories than we burn. So depending on your goals, you might want to give your body a little more or a little fewer calories, but figuring out your maintenance, your optimal needs is an important first step. So there are loads of calorie calorie calculators out there that you might want to use to get a rough idea. If you struggle with figuring this out, so if you go on Google and put in calorie calculator and if you're not quite sure whether you want to use those calculators or, you know, if you have questions about that or you're not sure how to figure your maintenance out, just honestly, just message me on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to help you out. Then the next thing we need to look at is protein. Getting enough protein in your diet is fundamental. It's important for our immune and hormone functions. It helps us feel fuller for longer and it is crucial for retaining muscle mass as we age. So with protein, aim to get around 20 to 30 grams of protein with each meal. That's gonna be roughly around 100-120 grams per day. So with protein, what do we what are we talking about? We are talking meat, fish, plant-based protein sources such as tofu, seitan, and then we also have dairy products such as cottage cheese, Greek Greek yogurts. Uh, Greek yogurt. (laughs) You can also include some protein powder or some protein bars for some on-the-go snacks. And that's just, I think that's really handy to have from time to time. If you are physically active, keep in mind that it's even more important to give your body enough protein for recovery as well. So a good way of ensuring that you are getting enough protein is to prioritize protein in your meals and then build your meal around the protein source. You know, clients, when they first come, they will often struggle with getting enough 
protein. So there's a few things you can do here. First, don't make it too complicated by trying to buy different sources of protein. To start, what you can do is simply make your current protein portions bigger. So let's say that you usually have chicken for lunch. Simply make that portion of chicken bigger and then look at your snacks. Is there a way to add some protein there? Can you have some Greek yogurt or a protein bar? So like I said earlier, try to have a portion of protein with each meal. Um, You might find it handy to track this for a couple of days just to understand where you currently are with your protein amount and how big a portion needs to be for you to get around 30 grams of protein from a certain protein source. Then once you have this rough idea, you can adjust your portions as needed. So here you can use different macro or calorie calculators. Um, there's my, my fitness pal is one of the easiest to use, I think. Um, and you can just try that for a few days just to see where you are. The third thing that is worth focusing on is the amount of fruit, veg, fiber in your nutrition. So fiber helps with digestion and it contributes to a healthy gut. And by including a variety of fruit and veg, you also ensure that you are getting all the necessary micronutrients as well, which is important for preventing disease. So the guideline here is to aim for around 30 grams of fiber per day. How can you get there? Again, including a portion of vegetables or fruits with most meals is a good guideline, along with including foods like lentils, beans, whole grains that are also rich in fiber. So generally, as long as you include a variety of minimally processed plant-based foods here, you are sorted. Thing number four, unsaturated fats. So fat is important for immune and hormone functions. So including some fat-rich foods is a smart choice. And because fat is the macronutrient with the most calories per gram, some people like to limit fat or tell you that you should cut it out. But Fat is essential for optimal health, so you can think about including some avocado, nuts, salmon, olive oil. Um, It is probably worth being mindful of the portion sizes, so again, you might want to track this for a couple of days to get an idea of how much Um, how much fat you are currently getting and how much fat you would ideally be including. But yes, including some polyunsaturated fats is really important. And then lastly, number five, prioritize nutrient-dense 
over ultra-processed foods. All foods have a place in a balanced diet. However, focusing mostly on nutrient-dense foods is a good idea. But again, without depriving yourself of your favorite foods. This is super important. So when we talk about nutrient-dense foods, we're talking, again, fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts and seeds, whole grains, eggs, lean meats, and dairy products like natural yogurts, milk, cheese. And so if we are striving for a healthy, balanced way of eating, these foods form the basis of that, while at the same time including some less nutrient-dense foods as well. Like I often say, think about what you can include in your eating rather than what you should restrict. Where can you add some fruit and veg, some protein, some polyunsaturated fats? This is much more empowering than thinking about what you shouldn't eat. So these are the five things that are really worth looking at. Everything else like glucose monitoring, hacking your metabolism, cutting out carbs, you can forget about that and just ignore the people who are telling you that those things will change your life. Now, obviously, monitoring blood glucose is crucial for those with pre-diabetes or diabetes, but I'm not focusing on that here, okay? So if you can nail these five points, you will improve your health. And then if we go beyond those nutrition basics, there are a few more things that you might want to think about when it comes to improving your overall health. One of the things that I wanted to mention here is getting enough sleep. This is incredibly beneficial, so aim for about, you know, seven to nine hours. That's the usual guideline or usual guidance for adults. And if you can, stick to the same sleep schedule. So wake up at the same time and go to bed at the same time every day. I know this can be challenging. We all have social life as well and some days are just busier than others and that's fine it's just a general guideline and avoid caffeine and alcohol too late in the day as that can obviously affect your sleep and again I know that if you go out for dinner and have a glass of wine or two um, that's just what happens sometimes and we're not striving for perfection here okay Another thing when it comes to sleep, you can think about optimizing your sleep environment to ensure good quality sleep. So things like room temperature, making sure it's not too warm, which might be difficult for some of us. I know it's pretty impossible for me to get that optimal temperature over the summer here in Valencia, but you know, we can try. It's also great if your bedroom is very dark um, during, during the night. And then you can also look at creating an evening routine where you can relax before bed. So this might involve some skincare 
reading, dimming the lights, putting your phone away, um, just little things like that that can make your evenings more relaxing and get you in the right headspace for a good night's sleep. Next on the list is adequate nutrition. Uh, Adequate nutrition? No, adequate hydration. (laughs) So the easiest way to monitor this is simply by your pee color. Your pee should be light yellow. So if you notice that it's darker, this is a sign that you need to hydrate a bit. If you're unsure about this, just Google urine color chart and you'll see what I'm talking about. Another thing that we need to add here is, of course, movement and exercise. We know this is crucial for long-term health. Exercise has so many benefits, including improvements in blood pressure, insulin sensitivity, it positively affects our mood, it reduces cognitive decline, and it helps us keep muscle mass as we age, it helps with bone health. So yeah, pretty important to consider how we can make movement and exercise a part of our daily life. Ideally here, we would do a combination of some cardio and some resistance training on a regular basis. Now, this will totally depend on where you are in your journey and on your personal situation. But when it comes to planned exercise, if you can aim for two to four strength training sessions a week, resistance training sessions a week, and then about 30 minutes of cardio twice a week. That's amazing. It's also still important to keep your body moving outside those planned sessions as well, because we tend to be quite sedentary. So getting up from your desk every hour, or maybe going for a short walk after dinner, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, all these things add up. So think about how you can move just a little bit more. And then second last thing, including some mindfulness practices in your day is great. It helps with your mood, with stress management, And it can help you respond to difficult situations rather than react in unhelpful ways. There are loads of things that you can add here, like yoga, journaling, deep breathing, meditation, or even just going for a walk without your phone, without your headphones, maybe taking a couple of minutes to name some things that you can smell, some things that you can see, hear, feel, or taste. This is a great exercise for grounding yourself. You can also do some body scans, meditation. Um, Just the other day, I tried walking meditation, and honestly, it was surprisingly good. So um, see if that's something you enjoy. And you know, you don't have to complicate these things and be very rigid about it. There is 
literally no need to meditate every day if this isn't something you want. This isn't the only way to bring mindfulness in your life. Bringing mindfulness into your life can simply mean that once a day you stop, you stop what you're doing and take a few breaths and are present in the moment. That's literally it. And then the last thing is social connections. You know, we are social beings, so our close relationships have a huge impact on our overall health. So also make sure to create some time for those connections that are important to you. Perfect. So these are the things that are worth focusing on when you're trying to improve your health. Um, I want to add a, a disclaimer here that if you have any sort of illness or special requirements, then some of the things might not apply to you or you might focus on some additional ones. And as always, it is important to talk about this with your healthcare provider. I really hope this episode was helpful and that it can be the basis for you in terms of what you need to think about and what advice you can ignore because life is already too overwhelming at times and nutrition really doesn't have to be. So I hope this gives you a little bit more of an idea uh, about what's what is and isn't worth focusing on. If you're stuck and you want some support, then check out the details in the episode notes for one-to-one coaching. Uh, as always, find me on Instagram if you have any questions. And apart from that, have a great rest of your day and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.